7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Yeah, it has been a bit frustrating, although I must say, selfishly, it's probably helped us a little bit in that, uh, you know, the Bulls weren't doing too well to be sure. <laughs> so now it gives me time, three weeks, to sort of do look at things and uh, I suppose try and catch up to the other teams that were really doing well in the beginning of the year. See, it's all about timing to be so. You know, I've just come back from Japan. I was coaching in Japan and, uh, you know, finished a three year deal there. Yes. And I was actually waiting to see what other options there were. And as it turned out, the Bulls decided that they would like to chat to me about options going forward so you know they had they had mentioned it to me before but you know i was in i was in japan and when i got back now they asked me again and i was i actually got my agent to chat to them i thought it might be a good good combination yeah you know obviously when you when you got no job or you're looking for a coaching job and the kings again i, I met a couple of the kings guys i went down to watch the cricket and they were very very kind they were also you know trying really hard now as they are to try and get up to the next level they know they're not doing as well as they would like um, so they did chat to me about it, but there was never any formal discussions or any formal meetings. It was more just, you know, spending some time at the cricket and talking to a couple of the of the key decision makers in in PE. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, again, it would have been a nice challenge, but as it's turned out, the Bulls has come up, and I'm really fortunate that you know I can work with the Bulls team. There has been a lot of talk uh, after your appointment was made uh, official coach uh, at the Bulls. Some say it's a mismatch, but you do have a connection because in your book you do mention that you actually started school in Pretoria. I started primary school there. My, my <laughs> very first, I mean, my folks lived, my parents lived about, you know, 10 minutes, not even 300 meters from the, from the uh, Turkey's rugby field. So, And I was very close to Loftus as well. So, yeah, but there's a lot of history there. My dad was a fanatical Blue Bull supporter. Uh, he went to university in the University of Pretoria. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little bit like the circle's completing itself. While I'm hoping to achieve some success by winning trophies, I'm also hoping to create something that's long-lasting. I think one thing that the Bulls, when I met with them, that they feel they probably haven't achieved as well as they would like over the past couple of years is they've gone from extreme highs to extreme lows, and they would like to consistently be, be the, the top team, if not one of the best teams in, in the world. So hopefully that'll be part of the of the plan we'll try and put together is create some immediate success. Good evening, everybody, and thank you for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabiso Musia and Katlako Mudiba producing the show. Sylvester Komane is in technical. That opening clip is uh, the Bulls director of rugby, Jake White, who was on the show earlier this year, just talking about his appointment and what he wants to achieve at the Bulls and also uh, the fact that he was linked with a move to um, the Kings, uh, but that fell through. Uh, so uh, the reason we are playing that is because, as mentioned last night, tonight we are reviewing the a year of four sporting codes uh, for four sporting codes rather because we have four days left of the show uh, this year make that three days now last night we looked at football with commentator Brian Mufukeng and Sowetan Sports editor Karen Matze so tonight we're going to look back at the year that was or wasn't for rugby in South Africa with the Springboks not playing a match this year due to COVID while Super Rugby came to an abrupt end before the various countries like Australia and New Zealand then started their own domestic competitions including South Africa and we saw the Bulls won the Super Rugby Unlocked title under Jake White and he's returned them to winning ways and they are still top of the log in the Curry Cup which is also underway. So tonight we look back at 2020 for rugby and News 24 uh, Sports Deputy Editor Spoom Chigeli so, uh, will speak to us as well as Winona Lowe from uh, the independent media. They'll help us look back at the year that was for 2020 rugby. But before we do that let's just give you some scores from today's continental action in football in the Champions League Sundowns won 2-0 in Botswana against Joanne Galaxy thanks to Mutobi Mvala and Peter Shalulile while in the Kef Confed Cup Pirates squeezed past Sagrada Esperanza of Angola in Angola 1-0 courtesy of a goal from Tembingosi Lodge so the return legs are in the first week of January there for the team. Celtic will play tomorrow in the Confed as well as Kaiser Chiefs in the Champions League uh, both teams are at home. Celtic are playing is it Rivers? I think it's Rivers United from Nigeria. That's the team that matched those previously Dolphins and another team and they matched so they're playing Celtic tomorrow and then the Chiefs also have Primero de Agosta of Angola who are already here we saw Amakosu welcome them on social media but tonight we're going to talk rugby so please um, if 
there's anything that we might miss or any talking point of 2020 that you want to highlight, please let us know. Please send us your voice notes just like you did last night on 061-4104-107. That is 061-4104-107. Our SMS number is 41391 or you can call us directly on 11 for the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. Let's get right into it. The year that was for us for rugby in SA in 2020, or some might say the year that wasn't. We'll start off by speaking to the deputy editor at Sport 24, Spoom Chigeli. So, Spoom, good evening, and thanks for taking our call on SAFM tonight. Uh, thanks for having me, Musia. It's a pleasure to be here, as always. Thanks. Well, it's a sad day actually for SA Rugby today. We saw news that former Bok team manager Arthur Peterson succumbed to COVID. How do you remember him? Yeah, Arthur Peterson was kind of pre my time, um, you know, as a, as a rugby writer. But um, I've seen from the post that Peter DeVillis has put up on social media, you know, about him being such a great um, shoulder to lean on in, in sometimes typically. A tough environment, you know, Springbok rugby, and and it, it, I, I kind of feel like I'm a bit too young to to say how I would remember him, but obviously his peers uh, in the industry definitely hold him in high regard. I know that there's a lot of uh, people in rugby uh, coaches who really, really have been saddened by the loss. So it, 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 for me, it's just summed up the year of losing incredibly, incredibly um, great rugby people. And, and first things first, rest in peace, Kaundandunja, man, and, and Monde Tabata, and, and a lot of people who've lost in rugby this year. And it's, it's just so sad that the rugby year has been, you know, one of, of incredible, incredible loss. I was actually going to get to those two, uh, Spoo, and uh, I also saw a tweet about Arthur Peterson. Even me, it was before my time, but I always knew the name. I've always had the name Bok Team Manager. And John Goliath also tweeted that it was his former English teacher, uh, Arthur Peterson. So our condolences. But Kawunda was a devastating blow for all of us, especially you. I know how close how close you were from with the Kawunda. I'm sure you haven't even recovered from that loss. How, how big a gap does he leave and how big a loss was it? Ah, incredible, incredible. The other day I was talking to Lunga Lopai, who's a former Tosa commentator, and you know, the void is, is only really going to be felt um, in the months and the years to come. Um, there's British and Irish Lions tour coming up, and Kaunda had grand plans for for that tour. They started in 2009, of course, in Wieno, uh, Makaya Jack, and what they did was really put, uh, it's a course, they really put black people in the mainstream as far as commentary is concerned. And not only did, was it just commentary, you know, they they did a lot of uh, philanthropic uh, stuff, giving um, kits, um, necessary rugby goods away to underprivileged clubs and profiling, um, you know, legends, Norman Beagles and, 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 and all those uh, Springboks who played at a time when you weren't allowed to become a Springbok, you know, the the, the great work that really, really put it across, really put black people uh, where they belong um, in, in, in rugby's narrative and, and ecosystem. So I was really cut up about Kaun and Dunja's loss. And, um, you know, we were supposed to remember him this December as well. Um, it is hometown in Butterworth, but unfortunately, we have to respect the very COVID um, um, uh, uh, protocols that you know uh, Kaunda succumbed uh, to, and and it's so sad that he lost his father um, this year, and um, he, he 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 became then a victim to the, the disease uh, during that process uh, of, of of laying his father to rest, and. He never, he never really recovered, and um, it's, it's such a huge loss. Monsieur. It's difficult to put into words. His family, his wife, his young daughter, uh, you know, Sangakala, we can cry as, 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 as a rugby fraternity, but at the end of the day, you've got a whole family that have lost a pillar uh, within their home. So this is an incredible loss, and, and much like many of the other losses we've had during this difficult 2020. Same as Umonde Tabata Umawawa, well-known rugby personality and administrator back home. You called him Chawe. For those who didn't know, who was Umawawa? Who was Uchawe? Uh, 
no, he called me. Oh, he called you, Chawe. Yes. Umawawa, he he was a FA Rugby um, executive board member, uh, head of the finance committee, uh, former CEO, yeah, 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 mega pro. But he was more than that, Mawawa. To me, he was he was he was my father. After my father passed away in 2017, he really put his arm around my shoulder. Um, Mawawa was 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 a great individual, great thinker, great great mentor as well. Had he, he he always came to you as if he's running out of time. It always say, Chawe, <laughs> these things need to be addressed. This and that and that. Um, 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 we, we, we need to quickly hand over to younger leaders and, and you know, you must always stay on the button with, with, with rugby. And, you know, he, he always, uh, um, my sense of news would always sometimes take me down some very, very dark holes. And and being a novice at times uh, in my early in my career, I really didn't know what was credible uh, information and what wasn't. And um, Mawawa was brilliant in uh, in eleven, where I could just give him a call and say to him, "Hey, I'm hearing this," and he was like, "Ah," he would laugh and say, "Hey, <laughs> be careful, there's snakes in that grass." And that's all, and you'd leave it there, and I'd have to then have to go back to my notes and then double check and, and verify and verify again, because Mawa was now cast out. You know, he was—he never, he, as much as he was administration, and I was on the other side of the fence. He never wanted to see anybody spread false information, um, and it's hard for. Oh, okay. In this UK rugby, more than Mawa. Okay, if you've just joined us, we are talking to Spoom Chigeli, so uh, deputy sports editor at deputy editor at Sports Twenty Four. Rather, as we look back at the year that was for rugby in South Africa in twenty twenty, we'll also be joined by Wanana Low later on on the show, just to also help us look back. But right now, you can send us your voice notes to oh six one four one zero four one zero seven to get your thoughts on what were the big talking points of twenty twenty. The biggest one, Spoom, obviously, was COVID nineteen. What do you make of how SA Rugby handled the whole COVID? situation it was tough you know it was tough on everybody uh COVID-19 and I think initially FA Rugby did well you know with their uh, strategic plan to to buffer the the financial loss which which they were right in buffering because it ended up being a loss for the whole year so what they did was put together a plan to say from March to the end of the year we expect to lose a billion in revenue and and they made the necessary wage adjustments to from 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 the top executives highest earners highest earning springboks all the way to to a particular level <laughs> uh, cut but you know as much as the the, the mother body buffered itself below them uh, unfortunately the 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 real cracks uh, they got exposed uh, southern king um, fell into liquidation Yet again, yeah. and mm-hmm. I think they've fallen into into the abyss. If I if if I'm honest, I think I I, I don't see that that ship coming back to shore uh, at least anytime soon. We saw Falke um, get liquidated as well. Um, then Brackban, uh, there again, job losses, uh, rugby players uh, who 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 had an income overnight. They were told they're no longer getting an income. Border rugby. Which has been in the abyss for for a long time. Uh, they also drifted this year. Uh, hardly played any rugby. They got kicked out of their own stadium at Buffalo City Stadium, where the municipality uh, did this and that, and and, and players had nowhere to train, nowhere to gym. Um, so so b- below the level of of the mother body, there's been carnage. Um, we don't know what's happening at Western Province. There's deals, counter deals, comments, counter comments. We don't know what's happening. Uh, things have gone awry with some commercial deals there, and things could blow up. And all of this is, is a combustion of, of what happened during the COVID era. So rugby is in a very, very fragile state at this moment. And uh, certainly the virus, which took the very few fans that were already in the state and took them away. Um, and 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 I think the way the, the upper... But South African rugby as a whole uh, is, is, is hanging on tenterhooks. 
Okay, if you just joined us once again, we are talking to Spoom Jigaliso from Sport24. I think the line keeps cutting us, so we might have just to change uh, the line and see if we can get a much better connection. But right now, do send us your voice notes to this number, 061-4104-107. And uh, let's, we've already got a couple of voice notes, so let's go there. Hey, good evening, Tabison. Good evening to your uh, two journalists speaking to Libra here in East London, your number one fan of your show. Yes, um, I must say that uh, the biggest highlight for me, even though COVID, you know, disturbed a lot of things, but I must say is the talent that this country has in rugby. You know, I was very impressed by Wandisile Simelani, you know, from the Lions, you know. He's, he's a springbok, that guy. Um, he's a springbok watching him. Every time he touches the ball, his eyes just lights up, you know. So wonderful talent. Um, so, yeah, the talent, to know that uh, in this country we have a lot of talent and that we, the springboks will not, you know, struggle uh, in the next few years. And I think Coach Rassi Erasmus and Jacques Nenaba will have a lot of headaches going forward. So that was my highlight this year. Let's leave the other things of the Pro 14, the cheetahs being done, but that's my highlight. Thank you, Tabiso. Thanks, Libra. Would you have another one? Okay, let's go to another one. Hi, member Zico Smith, all the way from Macau. Um, member, mine was the the win of Argentina over New Zealand. You know, with South Africa not taking part in the nation in the four nations there, and then we saw that win. How did it change the world of rugby going forward? Is Argentina putting itself to be? Uh, one of the superhouse? Are we going to see Argentina soon? in the finals or soon winning the world cup thank you member okay thanks for those uh, let's start with uh, libra you must come and co-host with us one day we must set it up there you know a lot <laughs> about about sports so we'll set it up but let's talk let's talk about the talent he's excited by the talents boo he uh, already reckons that uh, wandisile simelana is a springbok do you see that happening soon hey, libra from this land and i was expecting him to chip in <laughs> um uh, when they see the similarity, without a doubt, um, a springbok in waiting. Um, I was waiting to see what kind of year he will have. He, he was one of the guys I was looking forward to. And I thought he, he warranted uh, earlier this year. Then when they brought, you know, Burger Odendal in and, and EFL Yoon in, I doubted again whether he will, he will get the stats at the Lions. Uh, but the, the boy just um, took the mantle, eh? He just uh, ran with it, uh, both figuratively and literally. And that performance against the Bulls, I mean, uh, that's just like a, a class one to see this in Milan and stuff. I think... I think he realized by being brought to, to the Springbok Green and Gold Fold, seeing what they do, seeing how they perform, I think they're going to, him, uh, Stedman, Hans, they're going to give Lucanio a good run for his money. And that, that, oh. that, that's Yeah. No, I was about to ask, is there space for him in that midfield? Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Look. Um, I know the Sharks, the Sharks wanted one this year when, when there was talk of movement earlier this year. Uh, the Sharks would have shown us if indeed there was space because one of the two would have moved to inside. I would have liked to see Lucanio inside because he's played there before at Border. That's where he started. And, you know, it would have been very interesting, but the box are very set in having Lucanio at the push. I mean, one this year at 12, he's got the hands. Uh, or Lukanya 12. Um, it will, it will make a, it will need a radical adjustment. Uh, but I think, uh, uh, if Wandersilla makes the case, he, he, he's gonna be very hard to ignore. Sure. Okay, we do apologize for that connection. We are really trying to fix it, but you can still send us your voice notes to 0614104107. Even Stedman Hans uh, at the Bulls that uh, Smoo has mentioned, yeah, is also pushing for that book, uh, uh for that place in the Bok team at center and a lot of people are saying what's boy is saying that maybe Lukanyo arm should move to inside center and then accommodate other Stedman Hans or the Wandesile Simelane at 13 so let's see how it goes there was a question about the rugby championships boo with Argentina beating the All Blacks but before we get to that was the decision to pull the box out of the rugby championship understandable in your opinion look I mean Argentina uh, cast a lot of doubt on that decision 
when they came on without having played a game since 2019 and they come and they beat the All Blacks in the first game. So a lot of people were like, ah, Springboks, you know, why would you not come and play? You know, look at what Argentina did. But it's different for the Springboks. We've got uh, British and Irish Lions coming up next season, um, player management. Look look, look at Warkhaland, um, uh, ACL. Look at Henry mm. uh, Pollard, ACL. Luoti Yache, shoulder. Um, lots of Apelele Farsi just come back, got injured, look on your arm, hand injury. So, and these are crucial, crucial players uh, that will be needed next year. So, I don't think it was prudent for the box to, to go with that short notice. And they weren't going to be co- competitive, if I'm honest. That that Argentina win was a freak result. Um, it, it, and they couldn't, they couldn't obviously follow it up the following week. It's just one of those sporting results that, that can happen to anyone on their day. And Argentina played with a, a lot of emotion. It was their first game since COVID hit in Argentina, and they've had it pretty, pretty bad. So I think the emotion drove them clearly. And, and, and the, the, the New Zealanders with a new coach, um, Ian Foster, they didn't quite know what they were going to expect um, from Los Pumas, and, and, and they got caught badly off guard. And that didn't happen again. Uh, they were put away the following weekend. Uh, so I think the box made the right decision for themselves. You know, this partnership with Sansa has been very lopsided in the past where the box makes decisions that suit Australia and, and, and the All Blacks. And they don't make decisions that suit South African rugby. And I think those days are, are firmly, firmly uh, behind us. And, and the box are realizing their value. I mean, they're world champions. So they shouldn't be out there with a begging bowl. Um, being forced to, to 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 go out of their country, whereas New Zealand, New Zealand were in their own bubble. They could go back to New Zealand and and fly in for games. I mean, that's such an unfair advantage. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. They could have had it at a neutral venue, have it in Japan or in Hong Kong, where everybody's out of their um, out of their comfort zone or Singapore. Um, you know. Why, why must Argentina and South Africa always be the ones that are in discomfort, whereas in New Zealand and, and, and Australia are in comfort? I mean, it's, it's always been like this in, in Sansa, and, and at some point South Africa had to say no, and, and it came now. But now, what that means is that we have not seen the new box coach Jacques Nineba in action with no head coaching experience at senior level. Was it a surprise appointment for you or an expected one since he was number two to Rassi? I wasn't really surprised. You know, it's just one of those where um, you could see the writing on the wall. Um, they were big on continuity. Um, they were big on keeping the current structure as is as much as they could. Look, they weren't going to get another sort of senior figure, uh, another Rassi to work under Rassi. It's not really going to work, is it, to have two bulls in, in one crowd. So, and and, and uh, Rassi is still, you know, I would say the chief in 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 that kingdom you know everything uh, comes down from him obviously he's overseeing more than just the springboks now he's overseeing culture taking the the the, the game forward to 2023 and possibly beyond and jack nina buys more hands on uh doing the dirty work uh so to speak in in the springbok camp so as much as he had never coached his own team before and we don't know what what an impact that's going to have um yet uh it was not surprising uh because you need someone who's going to listen to rasi someone who has a track record of having well, worked with rasi and worked well with rasi they, they, they won the Kara cup i believe together at the cheetahs um and 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 they built a, a quite a strong stormers team uh from 2008 to about uh, 2012 um and 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 rasi of course took him to the springboks where they were successful last year so not a surprise, but again, like you said, we don't know what to expect from Chad Minaba as the head coach, uh, except uh, I expect good defensive solidity, which is his specialty. And um, the rest of the guys will have to chip in. Zwande the Sticks will have to take uh, more more of a senior role as the, the lead assistant now uh, with Dion Davids, a man with vast experience, who did very well at the Kings. Now he has the resources and therefore has no excuses. Um, and, and a few of the other consultants, your, your Felix Joneses and, 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 and others, who, who I expect to, 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 pull, to pull in and, and see what they can do against the British and Irish Lions, which is the tough test for me 
Um, but it seems like they'll be friendlies before then and, and, and they'll be able to sharpen up. So, is he the right man for the job, Swoo? <laughs> hey, we are putting you on the spot here, <laughs> After brother. all that. <laughs> Look, right, right man, it, it's too early to tell. So it's too, too hard a call. I mean, uh, imagine if they got in and, and, and got someone like Jake White, you know, another big figure. It would have caused problems, you know. For, so, I, 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 I say it's okay, you know, it's right for them. Um, it's for what they want to do. They're going to uh, live and die by their decision. Uh, so if if he was an island, if it was just just a head coach like the old school days, I'd have my doubts. Um, but because he comes part of the Rasi package, the Rasi stick, uh, Lindsay Vaya, and all the guys that I've mentioned uh, package, then 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 I have uh, I have a little more faith in in, in it succeeding. But because it worked last year. Once again, for those just joining us, we are speaking to Spoom Jigeli, so Deputy Editor at Sports24, looking back at 2020 for rugby in South Africa. We were also due to speak to Winenot Low, uh, but she has sent us a message to say that she has a flat tire. Uh, she was going somewhere and she's waiting on roadside assistance. So she was oh, she was going from Cape Town to PE. So I think it's important that she sorts herself out and she gets the help we know. Now she doesn't have to speak to us if we she can't sort herself out before 8 p.m. We do understand and uh, we just hope that everything goes well there. But please send us your voice notes then. Join the conversation. Give us your talking points of rugby in 2020. Send them to 061-4104-107. Spoo, we saw the Springbok showdown match now after rugby returned where the green and gold teams played each other. What did we learn from that game or what did you take out of that game? Uh, quite a few things. Um, I'm, I'm excited by the wing prospect. Uh, your, your Malcolm Yaz, your, your Yao Panthers. You know, you know that game... It was uh, an audition of sorts. Um, uh, you know, if you look at if you look at the guys that didn't, Yao Penta didn't have a contract. Um, be heading into that uh, Springbok showdown, as an example, and, and and days later he signs with the Sharks. So it was one of those uh, shop window experiences where where it's, it's it's a matter of guys, can you play? Um, and a lot of guys put up their hands and said, "Yeah, of course we can play. Um, we've still we've still got it. Uh, we've still got the energy. Uh, we've still got the ability. I mean, I'm really gutted for a guy like Warwick Halant as well. I mean, for him to 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 suffer a a season-ending injury, you know, looking good as well. Um, and you know, there's a, there's a few young guys, your Kate Volutas as well, uh, fly half." At, Province who did very well, but I think I think um, it's a bit too soon for him to to be talking uh, Springboks because he hasn't nailed down a, a place in in the Western Province team as the number ten. Then of course there's Damon Willemse, mm. uh, the Wainawa Tsenya of, of Western Province. <laughs> you know, um, we don't know what his best position is. Uh, some people say he's a fullback, some say he's a fly half, others say he's an inside centre, and I'm I'm leaning more towards the inside centre. Uh, persuasion, and you know we saw him, you know, give 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 good account of himself, uh, and it, you know, he's a World Cup winner, and you just wouldn't say because his confidence at, as a as a pivot is just it's a bit on the low side for me, and that's that's a worrying bit um, because you look you contrast Damien Willemser with uh, a Kevin Bosch, for instance. Look at Kevin Bosch is yeah. comfortable, he's settled in the number ten yeah. jersey, he's at home. And he doesn't feel like there are any seeds of doubt in terms of his ability to play 10. And they are peers. They, they should be going neck and neck at it. Like they should be, you know, throwing punches at each other uh, metaphorically uh, to, to get that number 10, 10 jersey, especially with Pollard out and, and going to make a late return. They have a real opportunity to put Pollard under real pressure. Uh, coming into the British and Irish tour uh, next year, and and it seems right now uh, on the face of it that Kevin Bosch is, is winning that race. So those are some of the things that I was looking out for. Um, the new, the newer guys and the guys are trying to force their way into this this the Springbok team. You obviously know what you're going to get from Dwayne, you know, look on your arms and and those guys. Um, but what are you getting from the guys? on the periphery, the guys that don't have starting places that, or that didn't start in 2019 at Yokohama Stadium. That's what I wanted to see. 
And what did you see in Super Rugby before it got halted, though? Regional Super Rugby got underway, came to an end, especially on the back of the box winning the World Cup. Did you see a bit of influence there? Yeah, absolutely. The, the, I mean, Super Rugby, I mean, South African teams are back, weren't they? Um, so the Sharks we were looking good. They had lost one and seven. The Bulls, uh, funny enough, they were having a torrid time. They had only won one in six. Um, the the only victory coming here at Loftus was at that game. I think they beat the Highlanders. Uh, good second half performance there from from uh, uh, the Bulls. You know the, the the Sharks though and the Stormers uh, they were looking very very good. And I had picked I had picked the Sharks to go all the way uh, to the final because of the style they were playing. Your your Skubuzo Noches, um, your Spungo Spungo see. It was in and out because of injury, but they'd added Matosh um, Tamwe, uh, Apelele Fasi, who was outstanding. Kieran Bosch was kicking at 85 to 90 percent uh, of his goal kicks, having worked with Pat Lambie as a, as a consultant. Um, in the in, in in the forwards, Oxen Chair coming in for the first time in Super Rugby for the Sharks, uh, playing in tandem with uh, Thomas Dutoit. I was really liking the look of, of the Sharks. Sanele Noam, of course, how can I forget him? Um, with with Lukanya Noam, uh, Andrew Esterhazen there, that midfield partnership. There was a lot to like, and they were throwing the ball around, not carelessly, but, you know, keeping the ball moving, playing that Eastern Cape influence style rugby, of course, with Kelvin being from PE, with, with Skumbuzo Noche and Fanawasa Kobo Kobo, yeah. with Apelele Fasi from King Williamstown. You could see the Eastern Cape influence was heavy on, on, on the Sharks. And, and they were playing the, the, the kind of rugby we grew up on. And, and kudos to Sean Everett for giving them the license to do that. And I think when he brought Skumbuzo Noche, he told them, look, you're not doing for Mielin, so I'm not going to ask you to do the job doing for Mielin. That I'm going to ask you to do the job that you can do. And, and, and my goodness, was he... There were some sensational tries that they scored. I remember when they were on tour, Noche uh, beat four, five players and, 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 and set off this incredible offload to, to Madosh Tambwe. Um, and, and I was gutted um, because it came after they had just beaten the Stormers in Durban. And uh, I think my Trete and I were going back and forth on Twitter about that game. <laughs> He's a big Stormers fan. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I said to him, Tangan, for Shinger, yes, Thomas are not taking this one. And it was unfortunate that it would be the last Super Rugby game we'd ever see. And then Jake White came back. He went to the Bulls. Stedman Hans puts Kumbuzo Nocha on the floor. But Jake White seems to have revived the Bulls, those boo. Was it a surprise for you? Or did you see him coming back home? There'd been rumors. Um, you know, the Kings were even uh, rumored with Jake White um, to come back. So, so. You know, with Jake, there's always there's always some some or other score to settle, um, and and the big one is is with South African rugby. You know, after of course uh, being asked as 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 Springbok coach, being asked to apply for his own job uh, days before the Rugby World Cup in 2017. You know, you you can look at look at it both ways that he 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 has every right to feel scorned sometimes, but. You know, with someone as driven as he is, um, I, I had the complaint that the, the rugby coaching scene was looking a bit skimpy on the uh, experience on the coaching booths. You know, John Dobson at, at the Stormers, uh, you know, no disrespect, uh, but uh, credentials-wise, he'd, he'd only done it at the Stormers within the ranks. Um, same, same, I could say, with, with Cash Van Royen at the Lions. Uh, Sean Everett at the Sharks. So these are, are, are guys that had mainly, you know, showed their wares within the groups of the unions that hadn't really uh, reached a level that you could say a Jake White had reached. Um, and and Porte Human as well. You know, he'd done okay with the Bulls in 2019, but he had Pollard, he had Jesse Creel, he had Dwayne Van Yellen. It's very hard to do badly with that group of players. Um, but he, he couldn't take them to the next level the following year. So, when you get a Jake White coming into your ecosystem, it can only benefit uh, South African rugby. And in my first interview with him, I was like, look, I don't know how you're going to do as a Bulls coach, but I'm, I'm just glad to have someone in the room, you know, with stripes, you know, with the badges 
and the honors, you know, and you, 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 you don't have to doubt what they've done in the game. You're not looking to see whether they can do it or they can't do it. There's no doubt he's done it. He did it at the World Cup. And guess what? He, he did it with the Bulls, with the Super Rugby Unlocked. It was a tournament there to be won, and he won it. And that's what he came for at the Bulls. So immediately show, showed South African rugby that when it comes to winning, Jake White is still the man. And, and can you fault him on innovation either? So he's evolved with the game. You, mm. look, at, um, you look at Stedman Hans partnering with Cornell Hendricks, mm. moving in from the wing. Who saw that? Who saw Cornell Hendricks playing 12? Uh, with with a young guy like Hans coming in from the sevens, nobody saw that. Um, you know who who saw the impact that Geo uh, uh, Aplon might make at fullback, influencing guys like uh, Kurt Lee Arendt's, uh, uh, uh wing slash fullback, David Creel, um, the tall fella there at fifteen. So you know, you, as much as you you can see what Jay White does, it's it's the same uh, uh, pillar versus pillar. A style rugby at the back line has always got some an, an innovative trick up his sleeve. I remember when he was at the Sharks as director of rugby, he took Smura uh, 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 Stolle from the wing, put him at outside centre, took Lazen Volvo from the wing, put him at fullback. Okay. Those guys became box of the back of those changes. Told Pat Lambie, you're a number 10 and you're not moving from 10 after being moved around all over the place. And, and those guys played some of their best rugby in their careers. You ask them now. Uh, 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 they got Spumo collapse on, on the on the back of that. You know, this was involved, just by the way, on that point. He, he had been told by Plumtree that I can't play you at night because I can't trust you under the high ball. Oh. You know, or I can't play you when it's wet because uh, oh. I can't trust you under the high ball. Got into his head, and what does Jake White do? He sends him to a position where he has to fill the high ball. Now he says, you, you, now you have no choice. You have to work on the high ball and you'll be under pressure. And he was flawless at 15 that year, Ulaz and Volvo. You know, and that's the kind of coach, you know, Jake, Jake White is. Okay, let's uh, just take a voice note or two, Spoom Chigaliso, who is our guest tonight, uh, just to look back at 2020 for rugby in South Africa. Uh, good evening, Chabiso and Usbu and the whole team. Um, it's been a while. Um, let me go straight to it. Uh, Tabiso, on Irabi, the 2020, he highlights them where the Sharks, before the lockdown, they were playing scintillating rugby. And, and, and funny enough, I don't know what happened to that rugby after, after the, 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 the lockdown. You know, I don't know, and I still don't know what happened to that rugby. They, they, they were a marvel to watch. And I, I, and I said I, they were going to go to the final. So for me, I don't understand what, what changed and what happened to them. It can't be that because Pelele Farsi was injured and then that, that rugby went with him or Mampimpi leaving. It can't be that they depended on two players. Secondly, my story of 2020 is coach de Villiers coming back after he's been, I would say, blacklisted for so long. So for me, that is the story of 2020. And and, and I can't wait to see him implement his philosophy to, to the Kings. It's, it's going to be a great year of 2021 when it comes to the Kings. We'll see you, P.E. Good evening, Tabiso and everybody. Your producer decided not to play my uh, previous voice note, so perhaps for obvious reasons. So I'm sending another one, and it's not really a highlight for 2020. It's more of a question mark or a question towards your your guest there. I want to know from him. Um, since Urasi is still the big dog, really there, um, and Uninaba is taking on other roles, um, why wasn't uh, Ukoch Mzandilistic? Uh, not appointed for that role. In other words, why Ninabe and not Umzondili? Thank you. Okay, straight to the point there, Itumeleng. I think these two questions are similar. There's one about Peter De Villiers being bla- being back. Juicia, excuse the pun. Juicia says he was blacklisted, and the other one is asking about Mzondili's stick. Was he blacklisted, Peter De Villiers, in your opinion, or is there just a lack of opportunities for black coaches? Because I know SA Rugby also expressed concern earlier this year to say that there are just not enough black rugby coaches, especially in Super Rugby and at senior level. Uh, 
Yeah, no, Tabiso, those two points are valid and they're not mutually exclusive. I, I believe Peter de Villiers was blacklisted. Um, I, I, I have cause and reason to believe that he, he rubbed a lot of people up, up the wrong way. I mean, I mean, there were times when Peter didn't help his cause. He joined, he joined a group that were burning uh, Springbok jerseys uh, in the Western Cape at some point, protesting Henneke Mayer's <laughs> regime. You know, uh, that's not going to help your cause. But, you know, he, he, he was burnt, Peter, after his, his experience with SA Rugby. But it seems like the, I don't know if the dust has settled or, or the heads have cooled. Um, and and let's, let's be fair, the, 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 the opportunity he got at, 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 at EP, uh, Eastern Province um, Elephants, they just to differentiate it from the Kings, which was the franchise yeah. that uh, that was partly owned by by EP. Um, the you know it, it takes guys like maybe a Tando Manana being in there to vouch for a black coach. I'm not saying he would have vouched for he wasn't part of the panel, um, the independent panel that were there. But you look at the leadership. You know, if you've got a black general manager um, and 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 the black coach is, is appointed. Whether it's, it's 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 Peter De Villiers, it could have been Jonathan Mukwena. I was told Jonathan Mukwena came very very close to being the coach there of Eastern Province. Um, so look 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 at the management when you look at the coaches that are appointed. How many CEOs are are, are black in, in in South African rugby? I'm sure there are not too many. There are none in the in the six franchise unions. Uh, or five now, excluding the Kings. Um, so that tells a story on its own, and that then feeds into what SA Rugby spoke about, not being enough opportunities given to black coaches. I mean, a guy like Jonathan Mugwen has won Varsity Cup. He's played for the Lions. I was really surprised that he wasn't a shoe-in, that he wasn't head-hunted to be the next Lions coach. For me, it's a no-brainer. They, 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 that job should have gone to someone of his esteem and who had done something, who had won. Look at, look at uh, Franco Smith, who won Vasti Cup, got the job mm. at Cheetahs. Uh, uh, look at uh, Double. Uh, uh, look at, uh, there's a lot of guys, uh, Pote Human, uh, who coached at Tux. Look at Nolis Marais, who coached at Tux and got a job at Bulls. So it's not uncommon to go from Varsity Cup success and then coach a franchise. But it's uncommon if you're if you're a black coach. Um, so that's where things really, really get a bit sticky in rugby. And it's a it's an ongoing fight if 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 I'm honest. Uh yes, of course. <laughs> that's a it's a tough one to, you know, bring Zondile Stick up that quickly I would say to to the Springbok head coaching job. Uh, I, I wouldn't want Zwandile Stick to have that job because he's black. Um, I think having learned from the Alistair Kutsier debacle, you know, sometimes if 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 the the management above you don't have the hundred percent heart to give you the job yet, sometimes it might hurt your chances to succeed in the job as well. So I think Zwandilistik has to bide his time. I think if we're talking about successes to Jacques Ninaba, he should definitely be in the conversation, especially if this era leads to more success. Um, I, I think the relationship that Rassi and Jacques Ninaba and, and the longer track record they have working together probably spoke more for Jacques than it did for Mzandilistik. Like I said, they'd worked together at the Cheetahs, uh, they worked together at the Stormers, and then eventually at the Springboks, whereas Mzandilistik was still a player in the mid-2000s, and um, and then went on to coach the junior uh, uh, Eastern Province structures, where he was successful, and then was fast-tracked to, to the Springboks structure. So, I mean, the, I, I assume there has been a thought process, there has been a plan around Mzandilistik, and and I would like to see him being in contention for the next uh, Springbok coach. Let's start talking about it now. You know, let's not let people settle into jobs. This, these are not your father's companies. These are South African uh, products, and and no one has a birthright to those jobs. So 
there's no reason why we can't start the conversation around Zandile Stick being a possible successor. Uh, he too will face competition, so he, he will have to show exactly why he would make the best uh, as Springbok head coach. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll wrap up our conversation about rugby in 2020 with Spoom Chigaliso after this break. So, Musiya on SAFM. And we are wrapping up our conversation now about rugby in 2020. Spoom, the other big talking point was the players at the Cell Sharks not taking the knee, with some saying it takes away from everything that SA Rugby had tried to do. What did you make of that situation? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, of course, the Cell H. Look, uh, not great ambassadors for South Africa are those uh, guys, eh? Um, look, no no offense to what they do on the field, no slight on their religion and their beliefs, but I wasn't necessarily shocked because as much as, as Sia Kolisi was the captain of the Springboks lifting the World Cup last year in Japan, it doesn't hide some of the problems that rugby has and the, the division amongst um, uh, people that follow the game, that administer and play the game. And and we saw that in, in, in stark light uh, mm. during the Black Lives Matter conversation. You know, it's it's easy to 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 be there at, at Japan when the team is winning and be behind a black Springboks uh, captain. It's difficult to go against some of your people, your 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 kind for a cause that you might not understand or, or for a cause that doesn't even affect you. You know, those are the difficult things. And in rugby, you, you will find very, very few players willing to step out of their own cocoon, their own privilege and their own comfort zone to do things that will not benefit them or their kind. That's what I took from that. And it's, it's, it's not different to Mark Fish tweeting uh, All Lives Matter because now that Mark Fish's career as a footballer is finished and he has gotten all the help he can get uh, uh, from aligning with black people's causes and taken all the benefits thereof from being scouted by a Jomosono and getting a big break in football. Now, that, that meter has run out. Now, it's easy for him to say all lives matter. It's difficult to align himself with the same people that helped him get there, whether or not it's to his benefit. I'm not sure if you follow, Tabiso, because oh, so you. The, key, the key thing here is, you know, if you're a white rugby player, you need to step out of your comfort zone to show that truly you are behind a guy like Sia Kolisi who said he lived Black Lives Matter as a child where he had nothing to eat but I was expected to perform on the same rugby fields where 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 all of them were competing. You know, so that's what I took from from that is that privilege was will always be comfortable for some people. And the difficult thing comes when things like Black Lives Matter are at the door and they're calling for your attention and you say, no, it's okay. I won't even do the symbolic thing of kneeling. They're not even asking you to take anything that is radical. It's just to make a symbolic gesture of support for what would it, what is a worldwide cause. So much for Stronger Together. But let's move right along because finally there were also lengthy bands for Chili Boy and Apiwe Janji. Chili Boy, we've seen a, a repeat offender, if I can put it that way, because of previous cases. But how disappointing was were these, um, were these bands for you, especially Apiwe, considering that he was 2018 Breakthrough Player of the Year? Yeah, I've spoken a lot about Apiwe with another man that we, we lost, Ustera Ngazana, radio personality at Mshobo Wenene. Almost on a weekly basis, I was very concerned about Apiwe, you know. It's sad, you know, it came at a time when I was about to go and leave, so I think I just switched off. I was like, you know what, this news, I won't, I, I just, I, I won't be able to apply myself because I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and it's been 18 months, the Apiwe thing hanging 
uh, it's very, very sad. 20, 25, 26 uh, this year, and to to be slapped with a four-year ban or three years to go, uh, if you include time served, that that is that is years of a career go, going down the drain. We we don't know what the the, the 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 truth is, but we know that the defense. I listened to to your show with uh, Khalid Khalant um, when he was on. The defense of of that he drank from a friend's water bottle mm. is not good enough. If we're talking if we're talking the real science of of uh, doping um, and 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 Chili Boy as well, you know, getting an eight year ban. Um, I think his his story is slightly more complicated, but no less disappointing because this is a guy that captained a Springbok team way before Sia Colisi, uh, granted in an unofficial test. However, he, he, he had big, big uh, promise, you know, big shoulders. And, um, you know, to, to, to end in, in, in this way is, is, is not the right way. You know, you, you'd rather go out with an injury. You'd rather just, you know, lose form, get dropped, and, and, and you know, that's it. That's the end of your career. To end with, with, a, with a doping uh, ban is the worst possible way for any sports star to end their career. But there are cautionary tales to others that, guys, A, you will not get away with it, and B, to just don't get involved. Don't be in and out. Follow the guidelines. And, and, and follow guys like Dr. Ross Takab, uh, Yosanani Mangisa, uh, the former uh, pro hockey, hockey player, yeah. goalkeeper. You know, they're always invested in the information around. Speak to people. Yeah. You know, your career is your bread. It's bread for 10 other people in your family. You know, and you need to take the utmost care. Even if by accident, I can't come to your bride and so start eating even the salad at the back. Yeah. I have to be very judicious if I'm an athlete. No, true that. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much for your insight. We really appreciate the time you've given us tonight to help us look back at uh, 2020. You've really done some fantastic work, especially since being at Sport24. Um, it's really been wonderful to see the work that you do there and keep it up and all the best next year. Appreciate it, man. And you guys keep up the show as well. Shout out to Katleho. Great work. Thank you, you guys are wonderful guests on a daily basis. Do follow him on social media, Spoo underscore Chigeli. So there's Spoo Fundraiser on a Twitter. That was our guest. We do apologize for Wainena Low not being able to join us. She had a flat tire, so we hope everything has gone well. With her. We'll check on her actually as soon as we are done, which is right now. It's time for news, and then Nomsam Luli is up next.